This is the Moon Tower Podcast with your host, Ian Hubbard. Episode 16, excuse me, I'm a little under the weather, the, well, a little under the weather this one. Uh, came down with the sniffles the other day. And if you think about it, we're all under the weather. What <laughs> 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 nah, well, sucks is I, I, I woke up like two days ago and I fucking had coke nose. And it sucks because, it, you know, you're supposed to like be on it when you have it. And I'm not, and but I have it and it sucks. But... Uh, hope you're doing well, folks. Uh, once again, episode 16, the second ep- second episode this year. Yes, yeah, second. I've I lost count already. <laughs> but uh, no, it's been good. Uh, hope you're doing all right. Hope your uh, New Year's going well for you folks. Hope the uh, government shutdowns and treating everyone pretty well. Hopefully we can get that wall built, right, Nate? Um, I go with her without. Yeah. Do you attribute uh, to the GoFundMe page? Nah. Why not? That's uh, I mean, besides not having money, it's like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most pressing issue that we can cover now. But, no. I said I said uh, last week I wasn't going to talk about anything like that. I'll, I'll let you you listeners out there uh, decipher all of that. And, but, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. It's just uh, it's getting pretty crazy out there. Uh, I, I honestly, I was thinking today at work, like, it, it just had a weird vibe in the air, like some something's gonna pop off soon. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what, and I don't know if it's gonna be positive or negative. But I'm I'm actually kind of ex- anxious and excited to see, in a way, just to see what what it is. Might uh, might see an impeachment, might not. Might fucking see the government implode. It's gonna be a good time. I'm fucking excited. But White House, uh, what is it? Deathmatch. Yeah, White House deathmatch. Why, how, <laughs> well, it's been that way since the fucking election. <laughs> they're already talking about the next election. Like they're already like, well, who's gonna run for the Democrats? Yeah. <laughs> I hear about a lot of talk about like Elizabeth Warren and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like more. <laughs> here's your next cast of boring white people. Yeah. But no, nah, it's well, we got we got R. Kelly. R. Kelly's he might. Did you hear uh, R. Kelly might be fleeing the country? Oh yeah, I didn't hear that. Fucking. Uh, I got I got an update on the tweeter about um, it's called a uh, hashtag mute R Kelly. Apparently, there was a big protest outside of his recording studio. I think like tonight. Okay. I think it was tonight. It was just recent. Um, but I saw a thing uh, thread on Facebook. My dude uh, Ryan Creep Daddy he posted something about. It. I think it was him. He posted something that R Kelly might be trying to leave the, the fucking country to escape fucking rape charges and shit. Wow. Yeah. So good for him. I I hope he uh, he I hope he makes it on the plane. I hope the plane blows up with just him on on. <laughs> Seriously, that's fucking that's, that dude is fucking creepy as shit. Or or some you know stranger comes along and happens to have a rocket propelled grenade, just like sees his jet and. I don't know about well. <laughs> it, uh, that, that's asking for too much, I think. Well, I think it would just be simple <laughs> enough if he just tripped and fell into a deep deep manhole. No pun yeah. pun all the way intended. Uh, uh, yeah. But no, it's getting crazy out there, folks. Uh, we're excited. I'm ex- like I said. I'm excited to see what happens, just overall with the culture and everything in general, and like the economy's in the toilet, and and everyone's. I, I we just, are the paper to wipe it up. Yeah. No. I, <laughs> fuck. 
Yeah. Still, I, I I wish we had more money to fuck it. We should we should have we should we should start a GoFundMe for field correspondence and see what happens. Yeah, I think we can make at least a couple bucks. Yeah, hey, Lisa, you want you want to take a trip? You want to take a trip to Washington and cover cover the twenty four seven news junket of the White House? You want to do that, honey? No, no, I'm good. I'm okay, Miss <laughs> Lisa says go fuck yourself. But no, nah, ah, fuck it. No, nah, this this whole ugh, this have like the whole sniffle shit that I got going on. It sucks because like it's like every year or every new year for the past like three four years it's like getting the gunk out from the last year it does it does seem pretty sweet uh sounding like fucking al pacino though a little bit you little who you like like but <laughs> no like like i said fucking i just had this aura at work today that some something's gonna pop off like it just had this weird vibe all fucking day and maybe it's the weather maybe it's my congestion maybe it's the fact that I've been sleeping well the last couple of days, but, but yeah, you know, yeah, it's weird. Like things have been going well for me lately. It's like when, when when's the bad things gonna happen again? There was a, <laughs> there was a, uh, I think it was an Urban Dictionary thread I saw. My dude Brandon from my improv group. I'll get to that in a second. Um, uh, the definition was called the fuckening. Fucking. Where it's like uh, I've heard that term thrown around before. Every yeah. everything's going right, and then you expect something to happen, uh, and then it yep, does. Yep, yep, yep. No, that sounds familiar. So, I'm excited for that. But we got a we got some extra guests in, in the in the Moon Tower tonight. We got uh, Miss Lisa over there, looking comfy, reading hi, her Lisa. book. She says hi. She says hi, everyone. And we got a uh, Mr. Matt, Nate's friend from work. Yep. What's up? A little louder for the crowd. Little local. How's it going, everybody out there? He says hello as well, but no. He seems like I just met him tonight. He seems like a cool dude. Don't steal my wallet. <laughs> Where's that? No. <laughs> it's, it's in the little black. Is it, is it black leather or brown? I just want to look at it. No, it says bad motherfucker wait, 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 on it. Check your wallet for microphones, <laughs> Ian. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I, I found one of my dog ones. You know, you don't, you don't want you don't want to mess with that. No, no it's uh, you actually got to cold wire it so. I'll just send you some dough on PayPal. <laughs> no, uh, got a pretty interesting show. We uh, finally had some fucking fan feedback. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're telling. I, I, I've, been, I've been seeing that. You know, people want to want to talk about comedy and cooking. Apparently. Yeah, like I threw it out there on uh, on the social medias, on the Facebook and the Twitter, the other day, and uh, it came back. Uh, somebody was really interested because we, I mean, we had our episodes about meat and seafood and we talked about cooking, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, variously throughout certain episodes and, uh, my, my one dude, uh, his, is actually not a friend, it was a fan, excuse me, his Twitter thread, Scooter, that was just, his name is fucking Scooter, said, uh, I'm really, I was really interested in the last episode about you talking about the rib roast that you did for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you have any other tips like that or okay, cooking yeah. and shit like that? So. Oh, we got plenty. So we're going to, like, we're going to dab with that. Fucking, uh, the comedy. Once again, I was at, uh, me and Miss Lisa were at our friend Derek and Jody's the other night and saw a lot of good fucking comedy specials and whatnot. Fucking, have you heard of uh, Bumpin' Mike's? I think I've heard of it. I haven't had checked it out David yet. David Tell, Jeff Ross. Okay, yeah, yeah. Dude, it is fucking hilarious. Hilarious. Ooh. Like, you're, you're a fan of either, right? 
David Tell, Jeff Ross, you know what I'm talking about? Fucking, uh, they, they had been on tour for, like, I guess, like, the better part of last year, and it, it, it came out recently, like, November, December, I think, on Netflix. Excuse me. And it was basically just them touring clubs around the country and just roasting each other and roasting people in the crowd. And on the special that they have on Netflix, they're in the comedy, the comedy cellar in New York in Greenwich Village. And there's, there's three episodes. The first episode, that's just get them getting the gist of it. And, like, there's, like I said, they're just going up. And it's all improv, too. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, like, set material. They just go up. And they have, like, the premise. And they basically just riff off of that. Sorry, I'm intermittently taking dr- sips of my uh, tea, lemon, and whiskey c- concoction that I got to clear up my sniffles. But... They just go up and they're fucking just ripping on each other, and they like picking people out of the crowd and like there's like celebrity and it was a weekend show, it was a three three night show, so each episode covers each night, and there's uh, celebrities in the crowd. Like one, there's one it was uh, Bruce Willis. Oh, was just there, yeah, just ran, like yeah. right in the middle of the crowd. <laughs> and Jeff Ross is like in the middle of a joke and blah blah. He's like, and I just wanted to give a shout out to my man over there and like camera turns and Bruce Willis is just sitting there with his family and he's just like he's fucking drunk as shit <laughs> and he's just like he's like hey fucking Jeff what's up ah. and uh, they there's comedians in the crowd like they brought up uh, Nikki Glaser and Amy Schumer and okay. some other chick Nikki Glaser's fucking funny as shit D- oh dude thank you I'm glad someone like Madge did you, you hear the shit about her being a joke thief there's like a whole thread on on the YouTube, and there's this whole thing where she's like ripping off people, and oh, but and she, well, the funny thing was like they would just bring people, like it wasn't planned. Like I said, it was just them riffing. It was all improv and shit. So like no one knew like they were gonna get called out, except uh, they did this. I think it was the second episode. They had Bob Saget and Gilbert Gottfried. Oh hell yeah. Dude, Godfrey might be one of the funniest people on the planet. Oh, I, yeah, he's I, I keep forgetting that dude yeah. is just raunchy as shit and fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, so, so is Bob Saget, but yeah. <laughs> well, S- Saget, I don't know, man. Like, I I still haven't figured out if I think that dude's funny, honestly. Like, like I've seen some of his stand-up, and it's, yeah, it's raunchy as shit. And, yeah. like, but purposely so. Like, yeah, if, yeah, I, I can see that, yeah. Like, definitely. he's, like, telling, like, dick jokes for the sake of telling dick jokes, which is fine, like, but... Sometimes you don't need a reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he, he even mentioned, like, because he was doing uh, Fuller House, like the new uh, reboot of that. Oh, dude, if you want, uh, grab that chair if you want to get closer to the mic, on it, actually. Yeah, yeah. Matt's all the way across the room, like, giving me this bird eye look. But, yeah, dude, if you want to chime in. Yeah, dude, you're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Yeah, feel free to chime in, dude, for sure. Or, Grab, grab, grab that chair you're just sitting in. Ah, it's halfway busted, anyways. It's had my fat ass in it, but. <laughs> Careful, that's a prized piece. <laughs> Good call. Good old Ralphie. But uh, like they were getting in on it and just blazing each other. Uh, they had uh, Paul Rudd came up. And they're they're blasting him. They had a Michael Che, which is actually like the one 
uh, where he was like giving it back to him as, as good as they're giving it to him. Okay. Uh, Michael Che, the fucking one of the co-writers for Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah. yeah Weekend yeah. update. Yeah, uh, yeah. Him and Colin Yost, Jost, whatever his name is. Okay, yeah, I've heard of Yost. Fucking yeah. Michael Che's the shit, dude. I love him. The dude is fucking on point. But no, it's a good show. Uh, it's actually really popular. I I found out about it. Um, a friend of mine posted a trailer for that special. I, I had no I had no idea about it, and it was like a countrywide tour for like the last like better part of like 10, 11 months. Okay. And I'm actually like kind of salty I didn't know about it because I went and saw that shit because mm-hmm. that shit sounds just fucking on point, and it is all three all three episodes. There's a whole bunch of people that they brought up that I'm I'm missing, but. But yeah, so like since obviously Jeff Ross has uh, done all the comedy roasts like for Comedy Central and the Friars Club roasts and shit, uh, I went back and started watching a bunch of like those roasts, like the Pam Anderson roast and uh-huh. uh, Bob Saget. Like uh, there's one the Hasselhoff and the Hugh Hefner ones. Yeah, those are, those are good. And uh, then I came across a clip I hadn't seen in a minute. It was not even a clip. It was an hour long compilation of a. Uh, you remember Greg Giraldo? No, no, not You don't remember that dude? Oh fuck! I've, I've probably witnessed. He him. was I can't uh, remember off the top of my head. Yeah. That dude was the fucking jam. They they bring him up like first mm-hmm. on those rows to like get the crowd warmed up and shit. Okay. And after he died, like Jeff Ross definitely became like the funniest dude on the dais. But like yeah, yeah. that dude, Geraldo was fucking hilarious. Like they did, they had one uh, the clip from a. Uh, he was doing the flavor flavor roast. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just torching the. He was just torching everyone. Like, he said, uh, "Ice T was on the dance. He's like, Ice T, you fucking fossil. He's like, the first thing you ever bought with your record deal money was your freedom. <laughs> That's how old you are. I was like, Jesus, like, just yes, I'll, fucked I'll get... up. <laughs> he just tor- torching people. And he was, it was just like an hour-long clip of him just yeah. ripping and roaring. But. Speaking of Ice-T, have you checked out uh, Body Count lately? I, the, the thing I saw uh, recently was their cover, Rain and Blood. Yeah, And, like, yeah. some clips from uh, their – I guess they had a new record come out, like, a yeah. year or two ago. Yeah, they had one come out – I want to say last year, and they're going to have a new one coming out here, I think, this year. No shit. Yeah. They saw uh, – actually, fucking – I was, I was going to go to uh, – it's called uh, Louder Than Life Festival down in Louisville. Okay. Body Count was on the on the. Oh. They're nice. on the menu. Yeah, yeah. But it yeah. got rained out. Damn. I I wasn't able to get tickets, but like, I was only gonna gonna go down for like the third day. I think Body Count was the s- second or third day, but like the third day itself had fucking uh, I think Body Count, Ice Cube, Billy Idol, Nine Inch Nails, Primus, and fucking um. Oh, Allison Chains. Nice. But that, that would have a hell of a day. Well, I I didn't want to see Allison Chains because you know Lane's dead. But yeah. But no, uh, yeah, I saw that. But but uh, actually, fucking Matt, since you're over there, can you top me off? Thank you. Don't don't mean to have your bar back, but oh, there you go. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, but after that, they had the you know Netflix is I mean. Netflix is full of fucking comedy specials now, which is which is awesome. But at the same time, it's like it's almost overkill. Like there's a million comedians on there I've never even heard of. I've never like seen the light of day from. I don't know any of their jokes, so I don't. It's great because there's they have that choice, but it's it's literally just it's overkill. I think. 
Um, I even read an article recently where it's like, is it? It was it had the stupidest headlines. Like, is there too much comedy on Netflix? I'm like, well, yes and no. I mean, it's a good platform. I mean, it's comedy is not cheap to produce, and Netflix is you know getting whatever they can. So it seems like a you know commodity. At this point, it's you know? per. I mean, it's perfect, but like I said, at the same time, there's so much. Yeah, yeah. Um, there, there, there's a lot of kind of gets overwhelming. Like, kind of like hard to figure out like what's good and what's not. Like, uh, when I was home for my mom's birthday and Christmas, when I went back home, um, not to sound redundant, but we were talking about this stuff. Like, uh, about she had a complaint that like there's there's too much crap out. Like, yeah, as far yeah, as yeah. you know, music and film and shows and whatnot, and I told her, I'm like, you know, I, you're right, but at the same time, it's at least for me, it's kind of an errant judgment because there's always been a healthy amount of crap. Oh yeah. It's just there's you know like since how I I broke it down like so kind of sociologically like it almost sounded communistic in my explanation like <laughs> you know the, the population of the world has exploded in the last forty fifty years. Yep. And with that, you have you know, the advent of the internet technology is cheaper. Uh, the means production, the modes production, hence the communist. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, everything's like the, to be like right now, like all, like we don't have a fucking studio set up. Like you've got your fucking, your desktop and your monitor and the microphone and some cords and shit and that's it. But we're able to be on SoundCloud on Apple or iTunes, yeah, we're on yeah, fucking yeah. YouTube, we're, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on yeah. fucking Instagram. And this whole setup is like, you know, like on the bare bones side of things. Yeah. Honestly. Please give us money. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's a bad thing. I mean, hell, we got good quality out of what we get. Yeah, so. no, and that, that's the thing I was, I was telling you, I was like, there, there's, if you look at it like per capita, there's no more or less crap than there has been. It's just, there is more of it because there's more access to it as well. Oh, yeah. Like, I... And that spun off into, I, I uh, mentioned, I remember my grandma, who's since kicked off the last few years. I remember she uh, used to tell me, like, and this is a while ago. This is probably, like, when I was when I was a teenager. I asked her, like, because, you know, you, you meet old people and you know old people for so long. They got to know something, you know. Oh, yeah. And at the very least, it's like, you know, what's the difference between now and then? Like, when you're a kid and now. And... She was like, uh, she said something in effect of, she remembers going to the movies and she she was born in, oh, she was she was born in twenty eight. Okay. So yeah, yeah, the year yeah. before the Great Depression, and she told me she's like she remembers going to the movies in the thirties, and paying a nickel, and being basically in the fucking movie theater all day. You get your fucking popcorn, your little fucking jujubes or whatever, your fucking cola. Or whatever, and you sit there and watch like you know the cartoons and the yeah, fu- the five yeah, minute yeah. reels and all this other shit before you got to the main feature, and then there was shit after that, like little like. And she she even told me she's like she remembers going to the movies in the like during the war during World War Two and seeing fucking newsreels of the war. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that was a whole big thing like before they even got to like the cartoons and the reels and the shorts and the fucking main feature. Yeah, all like the propaganda and stuff before. All that. Well, I mean, it's... Not, you know, like, you know, like, Disney, like, did, like, you know, like, all sorts of, like, yeah. propaganda films and stuff like well, that. Well, there's also uh, the string of Hollywood filmmakers that went over and made, uh, like, pro-America films in order to, you know, 
rally people to buy war bonds and shit. Like Frank Capra, yeah, John yeah. Ford, uh, Preston Sturgis, uh, many others made uh, like feature length documentaries about you know Nazi Germany and Japan and whatnot. It was especially in Europe, like especially the Germans and the Italians. But she told me it was like she remembers going to see that, and those all could not have been good. No. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, so there's, there's crap. Then there's crap, like, when my mom was growing up in the 70s, the yep. 60s and 70s. Like, I told her, I was like, there's always been crap. Yeah. But I we, mean, we it might have been harder to smell back then. Yeah. I guess. Now that there's an abundance of it, it's easier to see. So, yeah. yeah. And, and I've told people, like, because I, I went through that phase, like, man, there's no fucking great rock bands anymore. <laughs> like, doing that that old dude fucking bitch and rant shit when I was yeah, in my yeah. man, whatever happened when fucking dudes played rock and roll and that, you know. Way easier to spread information and and shit nowadays through the through internet and like like social media and all that all that shit. Like so, you know, it it hits you way faster than what comes out. Like one of one of my favorite fucking names is from France or some shit like that. Like you wouldn't have that shit back in the thirties or the 70s even like you wouldn't even have it up really like unless unless you dug for it or you're like lived it. yeah yeah well and that's the other yeah. thing too it's like now it's it just seems so overwhelming because there's so much of it that you have to even dig even further to find something that you think is good yeah 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 that to me is the big thing so like we had this whole thing uh about that but yeah i i digress i was getting back to uh the i i watched uh we watched what was it? Uh, we watched Rift Tracks. Yeah. You familiar with Rift Tracks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you, Matt? Did you watch fucking uh, Mr. Science Theater three thousand at all yeah. growing up? Yeah. Yeah. MST three K. Yeah. MST three K. Yeah. Uh, the essentially the dudes that did that do this thing called Rift Tracks. It's the exact same thing except they're not on screen in the theater setting. Like remember, like in MST three K, they'd have the movie, then yeah. you'd see like the blips of the back, the shadow of them. Yeah, yeah. This is basically just them like doing commentary. But okay. the same vibe, like fucking making fun of shit and ripping on whatever piece of shit movie that they're going after. And we watched the classic 1976 Grizzly. Okay. About the killer grizzly bear. <laughs> dude, it was no, dude, it was nothing. And they, they kept commenting uh, through the whole thing about how it was such a horrible ripoff of Jaws. Cause, <laughs> well, because like, I mean, it's like a shark on land. Essentially, <laughs> I think I think one of the jokes was that it was something something to that effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, because uh, there was that whole streak, like like especially, I mean, it's, it's the same nowadays. But the the rip the what I call the rip off movies, they get buried a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Whereas like you know, and it's every movie industry, well, in every music or movie industry, or TV even, like you have Media the in general, yeah, yeah, essentially, like you you have the big hit, and then you have a hundred. Offshoots, hundred offshoots, yeah. like everyone ch- just churning it out, just churning like, Trickle. like fucking. Uh, real quick, we got the big, good, bad, and the ugly playing the, playing in the background. There was a fucking documentary I saw about the director Sergio Leone, and they had um, his bi- main biographer, this guy Christopher Frailing. If you ever get the chance to read the bi- biography about Leone that he wrote, it's fucking thick and epic, and just delves into every aspect of the man's life. He was talking about it was in the special features for Once Upon a Time in the West, the film that came after this in the uh, Western Spaghetti Western series that Leone did, where at the time that Leone first did uh, A Fistful of Dollars, which was the first Clint Eastwood movie that yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. Um, 
the Italian movie industry was based on that. Like you had like the Hercules movies, like with Steve Reeves, the big bodybuilder, like the yeah. sandals and swords and epic kind of shit. It it'd be the that big hit, and then fucking a hundred offshoots, just like real fucking quick, just trying to bank off of that. But but no, this was no different. Like, uh, and it just reminded me like the whole riff track scene. Like they're those dudes are on point. Those dudes are fucking on point. They're they've never not been funny to me. Yeah, you know, no, I, I dug that shit like way back in like you know late nineties and early two thousands. Like when they first put that on Sci Fi, it's like I'd, I'd watch that with my oldest we, brother, and we'd just like fucking have a good time with it. Fuck, dude, we used to watch it. We used to watch that shit on Comedy Central. They used to be, if I remember correctly, they used to be a daytime show, like yeah, yeah. like a mid afternoon, like come home from school kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, we'd have like. We had at least a dozen VHS tapes loaded with episodes. Yeah. I used to go to the library and rent, like, you know, they uh, had some on video tape wherever we get those. Yeah, we had fucking, uh, yeah, we had, like, the Sinbad, like, the bad, like, Sinbad Sales of Seven Seas movies, the Hercules movies. We had one called, it was called Gamera. Yeah. Which, oh, you yeah. You ever heard no, of that? That's a classic. It's a fucking Godzilla ripoff, and it, yeah. it's literally just a giant butterfly. <laughs> like, did, it's, didn't Godzilla, like, fight Gamera or whatever? Yes, yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, it, Gamera was, I think, I think in one of the episodes, Gamera was terrorizing the city, and they resurrected Godzilla for like the one like five minute cameo to fight Gamera. And he, at one part, uh, Godzilla grabs his wing and bites into it. So they started fucking chanting like, "Gamera is really neat. Gamera is fun to eat. We believe in Gamera." <laughs> and then they did a, I think like an offshoot or sequel where they made Gamera the good guy. And then yeah, yeah, there was, yeah. like, some other terrible fucking monster that was risen from the depths of the sea or whatever, and then they brought back Godzilla to team up with Gamera to fight the fucking, the, the other fucking yeah. monster. The shit was just fucking funny as shit, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll never... <laughs> they don't give a fuck, dude. They they do not give a shit. The shit, the culture, like, the... I don't know, it's weird. It's self-indulgent, but in a good way. I Well, I was never... I'm sure you know cats are, like, all about, like, the... The anime and the fucking the, the cosplay <laughs> yeah. and the Hello Kitty yeah. or whatever. Not as much the, yeah, that fur yeah. like didn't, didn't like the didn't like furries like come out of like come out of that a little bit yeah some shit like definitely like you know like artist communities like they would like draw it and then they would you know dress up and then they make there's and, like, I've watched some like uh, like if you've been like uh, went into the rabbit hole if you watch any of that I've heard of it there, I know one, people that a, fucking a lot of furry all about that, it that's, that's a good that's a good watch right there. What's a, isn't there a term, isn't there, a t- I, I, I know I've heard, I can't fucking remember, there's a term for uh, someone, usually, usually a chick who's like all about that culture, like all about, not necessarily Japanese culture, but like the, the pop culture. Yeah, yeah. There's a fucking term for it, I can't fucking. What do you mean, like, like, uh, just like, with, like, if she's like taking a picture of herself? Like like done up with like like the makeup and she's got the fucking bead. I know like kawaii, like what is it kawaii or something? Well, that's that's, that's literally cute. like Japanese for cute. Cute. So know, yeah, it's like, something. It's a huge hashtag. Like, okay. This old piece on. Yeah. 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 Kawaii desu. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 something like that. Like I saw that because. I, I, I knew a chick that was all about that shit when, like, go to Rage, like, done up, like, to the max, and, like, all fucking, like, makeup and glitter. I'm just like, you do you, babe. <laughs> yeah. You do you. I mean, you, I mean I'm mean i not going to rip on her. Like, you love it, fucking go for it. <laughs> that shit ain't for me, though. <laughs> yeah. But. I, I've been to a couple conventions, like, anime conventions in, like, my youth, and 
like uh, what is it? Like went to like Ohio Con and Columbus a couple times, and there, there's like a lot of like you know like cross dressers and stuff like that. Like it was like people are deep into that shit. There, you know what? Like I I get it. I I totally get it. Uh, like I, I know cats that are fucking like way into manga, way into fucking anime and shit. I just never I, it was never like like growing up. My brother uh had. He had a hot spot for fucking Dragon Ball Z for a minute. Yeah, yeah. And it's just tight. Like, the graphics are fucking sweet. You know, the storyline's pretty cool. Like, was it? Cowboy Bebop, Samurai oh, Jack, yeah, shit yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, the offshoots or whatever. Um, I get it. I just I just never got into it. Mm-hmm. But, it's you know, at the same time, it's like... like I feel like you get more down with, like, dudes like Satoshi Khan and stuff like that. Like, you know, like, actual, like, filmmakers or, like, mm-hmm. trying to, like, do... St- like, I've seen all you've seen, like, Akira and stuff. Like, yeah. stuff, like, you know, around, like, that sort that's, of area. Honestly, dude, like, that's literally, like, one of the only ones I've, I've seen yeah. is Akira. And I know that's essentially saying, like, you know, the only great movie I've ever seen is The Godfather. But, like, yeah. I know it's on, like, that, yeah, that every, Everyone has, like, an entry... <laughs> Like you know, platform so to speak. Yeah. So you yeah, know, there's them like super cutesy. Like, yeah. Oh. Like eh, super bullshit like anime that's like just so. Yeah. No, there, yeah. There's 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 definitely yeah. like a lot of like what is that like cookie cutter sort of stuff. Yeah. It's like shonen. They call it. I guess. Yeah. No, yeah. That's, that's definitely like shonen. Shonen I like yeah, fucking like you know shojo but shojo. Fuck. Gory, like, artwork, like... That shit's cool to me, I like that, but... I'm not gonna deal with some, like, high, high school cutesy, like... <laughs> I just figured out I'm magic, like... <laughs> like, like, that stuff and, like, sports anime style. are kind of weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, that's just whack, because it's so, so, like... Overdone, but, like, Yeah. If you can put some real, real... Just detail, gentrified. Yeah, detailed art, like... There's there's some good ones out there still. Yeah, definitely. for sure. But, fuck, where's that? Oh, um, that is pretty fucking funny how that literally just jumped off and went in a direction I didn't even anticipate. Yeah, you know, we, we, we were talking about that like a while ago, about talking about anime. Well, I mean, I... Uh, I, I guess dude, I kind of came off with, like, the, the furry thing, I guess. Well, it, well we know we started, <laughs> we started about the, the Japanese, but... Yeah, oh, yeah, no, that, that's true, that's true. No, that's that's <laughs> that's awesome though. I fucking honestly thank you for that. Yeah, I, always willing to pass on out. <laughs> gave me gave me a second to rest my weary pipes, but no. Uh, what the fuck? Comedy specials. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so all right, back at square one. So after that, uh, we did riff tracks, did bump bumping mics a little, and then we watched uh, Jimmy Carr. Familiar to Jimmy Carr. Jimmy Carr, that's Brit- British, familiar. British yeah, yeah. Uh, comedian, stand-up comedian, real proper like, but he tells like fucking. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen some shit he's done. Yeah, it's pretty good. He's like he's like proper British Bob Saget. Yeah, in yeah. a way. Uh, do you remember the name of the special, Lisa? No. I can't remember. It was it's fairly new. I think it was his newest one. Um, it kind of had an interesting. I like the setup that he had. It, the, all these are on Netflix, by the way. If you have any interest, you can just fucking search Check all these. Check it out. Uh, the format that he had, uh, he let the audience roast him and heckle him. Uh-huh. And he, the like the roast jokes against him were like via Twitter and t- uh, mainly like Twitter. Like he, he allowed people to go on and fucking just rip on him. And then he used that and put it on uh, electric 
screen, okay, put man. on the screen during the show and responded to them. And it was all people that were at the show. It wasn't just like, you know, me or you or whatever. It was like people that actually yeah, at yeah, the show. Yeah. And he also, what are y'all? He didn't really do any like bits. Like most comedians, they, they have their bit. <coughs> this is more like one liners. Okay. One liners, reactionary sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fairly funny. Uh, he went pretty blue on uh, topics of like, you know, religion. Um, relationships, sex, women, shit like that. There was, I have to, I have to ding it a point, actually many points, because he had, he, he didn't rip it off, but it was kind of a, a re, not a recycle, but a reuse of a rehash, old, rehash, yeah, excuse, yeah. thank you, of a Bill Hicks joke. Yeah, it's really easy to do that, though. Well, and obviously, but, yeah. same because Bill Hicks is way, was way, and still is no, more, yeah, more popular he, in the UK. Like, he's big yeah. in the fucking UK. Oh, he's a master. <laughs> but uh, the Hicks joke, I'll, I'll tell you the Hicks joke was he did a bit about religion and God in particular. I can't fucking, I can't remember the joke. Um, and. In the bit, I think it's from the Live in Montreal, which, which I think is relentless. It was Live in Montreal in 92. He, and the bit goes, if I remember correctly, I did that joke in, Al- I think it was in Alabama. Two rednecks came up to me and was like, hey, buddy, come here. And he's doing a, a push motion. Mm-hmm. And he's like, come here. Hey, buddy, come here. And he pauses and goes, definitely not a physics major. <laughs> and and he's like, hey, buddy, we're Christian. We, we, we didn't like what you said. And he's like, then forgive me. <laughs> uh, the Jimmy Carpet was, he found out one of the dudes in the audience was, was Christian, believed in God. And he was ripping on him. And then he paused and was like, it's okay. You can still forgive me or something to that effect. Yeah. So I'm like, Ugh. Yeah, that that's that seems a little bit like you know like you know like like you know like grabbing for straws at that point. It it yeah. I can go off on a whole nother fucking tangent about uh like joke theft. Like yeah, you mentioned yeah. Amy Schumer earlier, Matt. Like she's been accused of that various many times. Uh-huh. And you can go on YouTube and fucking look up a compilation and it's like split screen like someone does like person on the right, the original teller, like some no name comedian tells the joke. And then on the left, it's her or it might be vice versa, whatever. And has the date and the special or whatever. And she does the joke, but in the way she does it and she like that. And you got like Mencia and obviously in fucking, uh, Dennis Leary was accused of it, ripping off Bill Hicks, which is even more pertinent. Like the no, you're seeing no cure for cancer, Matt, the Dennis Leary special from 92. Uh, a lot of that stuff and was you can make the argument was ripped from Bill Hicks's material, but there's that I could go off and hope it. Like Robin Williams of all people was accused of joke theft, but not like like literally like Matt. You do I see you do a set and then I just literally write down your shit and do it the way I would do it. Like that's what Mencia got fucking jacked for, where he was literally doing that. Like and Dane Cook too. Fucking I guess like got sued by his cousin uh but i heard about i almost want to ask there i heard about robin williams where 
you know, just the way his he worked and the way his brain was just fucking like grease lightning, he would just go off on his like stream of consciousness the way he would just run. And apparently there were some times where it got caught up where he would essentially do other people's material, not like to the T or the way like ripping it off. But, and it's weird, like in that sense, I can kind of forgive him because with a brain like that, but I also heard that if that were to happen and he knew about it and was told about it, he would like low key pay the person, like cut him a check and be like, look, I'm sorry. I didn't mean any offense. Like, he wasn't one of those cats I was, like, sitting there, like, jotting down fucking notes and shit. Yeah. That was just the... I can forgive him for that because that motherfucker's brain was on 11, 24-7. Yeah. Like, you know, like, where, like, the quote, uh, uh, imitation is a serious form of flattery from Oscar Wilde. Yeah. A lot of people don't include uh, that me- mediocrity can pay to greatness. Yeah. In that. There's a big, big... There's It's a big difference in a fine line, which is yeah. pretty fucking funny. <clears throat> But no, uh, like the Jimmy Carr special altogether was pretty fucking funny. After that, I did, uh, I don't know if you're a fan of Ron White from the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Big bulky dude smoking I cigars. I guess not scotch. a fan, but I, I've witnessed it. I guess I'm not like, you know, too like turned off. But If you're a fan of that shit, um, if you quit listening, if, if you quit listening, I'll shut up is the name of the special. Okay. Not bad. It's it's got some bits in it. Like he did a, uh, he did a bit about going to a a sex convention, like a sex store with his wife, at like like Comic Con for Poontang. Okay. Where they had like they had that like the way they do Comic Con shit. They have that for porn. Yeah. You can go yeah, there, you know, fucking meet all your favorite stars. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> Buy their latest product and et cetera, et cetera. And he said he saw, um. A, uh, like a massage type service, but it was for vaginal rejuvenation. Huh. And his bit was like, why is that okay? But you, it's illegal for you to turn back the odometer on your car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's fucking good. Like, like shit like that. Like it, it's pretty, on, it's pretty fucking funny. After that, I just kind of dabbled around Craig Ferguson, the old late, late nights host. He's, mm-hmm. he, he's back doing stand up. That's not too bad. I cut out of that. Cause I've got, I started getting fucking, Media ADD, as my neighbor puts it, and then fucking Whitney Cummings. I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's yeah. she's been on a, a few of the comedy roasts, the Comedy Central roasts. Yeah, I mean, names kind of sounds black familiar, hair, but like, skinny. Yeah, she used to have big tits, and she got them reduced. Ah, man, yeah, I could. They I always rip on her for being name, a whore. Honestly. Yeah, but um, her her special money shot. It was it was pretty it was pretty good. Like it was, uh kind of dabbling with, like, a woman talking to a man in a man's delivery, in a way. Yeah, yeah. But it was all, like, relationship jokes and okay. relationship bits, which there's a, bit, a fucking giant market for it. Once again, like, we were talking about with, like, fucking anime. I was just not, it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. But her, she's, she is funny. Um, Two Broke Girls, you ever see that show? Oh, okay, yeah. She, that, that's about. basically, she created that show. And it's gotcha. based on... Um, her experience as a fucking waitress. And then I fucking had a cut out of that, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for straight for the heavyweights. Fucking throw on some Sam Kennison and some and some prior. Fuck, I, sh- I tried showing you Kennison before, right? I think so. Ow, ow! 
Yeah, fucking, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I remember I showed you that with with uh, it was you, Chris, uh, Clark McGark, and fucking Stevie yeah. and whatever. And I'm the only one laughing, which is not the first time uh, that's happened. Yeah, with him. I remember that. I like, yeah, like no, it was it was raunchy and shit, but like you know, like I, I thought I still thought it was funny. It's just kind of like first you know witnessing. It's like you know, well, you know, it's like an acquired taste sort of thing. Almost. It definitely is. And the thing yeah. with Kennison is like, there's not really. Like with like with certain acts or bands or whatever, it's like, um, you know, you show them that you show uh, someone this, and then you gradually go from this point. You yeah, go to wherever. yeah, yeah. You don't have that with Kennison. Yeah, there's like no like point of like diving off the deep end. It's just like like you're there. <laughs> yeah, but the breaking the rules, which is a fucking classic classic set that he, th- he did. I th- I don't think it was it was. Club on Sunset next to the Rainbow. It wasn't Dangerfields. It was whatever. But he fucking, a classic, classic fucking comedy special, Breaking the Rules. I think it came out in 87. It doesn't have the World Hunger bit that I love so much of his. Okay. That was in the clip. That sounds like something I need to listen to. No, that that was in the clip. Um, That was in the, not in the clip. I played that. Well, uh, that night when we're all at your place oh, fucking hanging out and shit. yeah, okay, yeah. Move where that. the food is! And fucking, like, yeah. talking about going to fucking Africa yeah, and yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah, don't yeah. send them any more money. Send them luggage. Send them U-Hauls. It's like, we've been coming out here every day for the past 30, 40 years and we realized there wouldn't be world hunger if you people would live where the food is! You live in a fucking desert! And just, it's one of the, like, it, it's always been hailed as like, like one of the greatest like single bits in stand up, but what's fucking solidified it for me, and I think I might have mentioned this on the air before, not on the air on the show, was um in Carlin George Carlin's memoir Last Words, and I've said this to a hundred people a hundred times. He talks about there's a bit in there's a bit of the, in the book where. He's talking about like certain comedians who died young or didn't make it past a certain age, and how he was kind of grateful to have lasted so long and have such a a solid career for at that point fifty plus years. And he talked about Ken, and he said he was talking about Kennison, and he said that world hunger bit alone is one of the only bits he ever heard that he wished he could have written, he could have wrote. Okay, yeah. George Carlin said that, and it's in fucking print. Yeah, like. That to me, like, I mean, come on, you get, that's the fucking stamp of that's the ultimate stamp of approval, in a way. Oh, like, dude, for, for like, yeah, like, I, I wish I could, I could hear like words like that from George Carlin. That'd be, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I wish I could. Well, you still can. I mean, it's just all recorded. Yep. But. Rufus, are you there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that, and I fucking watched the prior live in concert, the one, one before he tried setting himself on fire. Dude, the dude was arguably like the best storyteller on stage. That's that that to me is the selling point for him. The guy, the, he just had a magnetism about him. Like, there's been a million people said a million fucking things about him, and it's you can't deny it. You can't deny the shit. There's there's so many bits in that alone. Like, uh, the difference between men and women in the woods. He's like, there's just <laughs> something common about the woods. The rustle of the leaves. Just makes you want to take a shit. <laughs> and he did this whole bit about like men and women going to the bathroom in the woods and how the woman's like all would be all hunched over with her pants around like she's got him grabbed and like he's he's got like the physical 
attributes down. Like you, you gotta, it's literally you gotta fucking watch. I can't fucking describe it. I will not do it justice whatsoever. But <clears throat> so yeah, that that was that was our night of comedy. Uh, it was a good fucking night. So th- there's your yeah. there's your comedy specials for the for the week. And folks, we will be right back, and we'll have uh, some ads. We'll have our good time with the with the cooking, and uh, give you that update on the championship game for the Huac Fighting Angry Goats. Everyone's been pining to hear the results of the championship game against the Motor City Bulldogs. Oh yeah, I'm getting and good folks, and angry over here. We have a special treat for you on that. We'll be right back. Here's the ad for the week, brought to you by Tides from Saturn Boy.
Alrighty, folks, we hope you enjoyed that new track from Saturn Boy, once again called Tides. The man's been very productive, based out of Lima, Ohio. My hometown, he's one of my, actually one, one of the homies from back in the day. Uh, I won't give him his name out unless he wants me to, but I'll give you his, uh, his pseudonym. Yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, he's Like I said, he's been real productive. I'm very proud of him with the uh, music he's been, he's been doing. But onward. All right, so we I mentioned earlier in the episode that one of our fan tips that they want us to talk about was the cuisine. Oh, yes. So now, Matt, you said fucking you work with Nate? Yeah. Okay. So... You guys got any fucking like? Let's talk. Let's, let's start from uh, your guys' perspective. Perspective, you know, being on the line. Like me and Nave, we've talked about like we share work stories and shit. Because uh, he tell you like about me being a butcher and shit. Mm-hmm. No. So I've been doing that for like the better part of four years, as everyone here knows. But yeah, and his our mutual friend Chris, like, both of them. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, Parker and yeah. Uh, Ryan, yeah. They they they've been at it so like, like when we. Uh, so you like high cup animals? No, I. No, that's a slaughterhouse. Oh, okay. uh, saying you're a butcher is like essentially just like so pun all the way intended, cutting to the chase. Every made out of flesh. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, <laughs> but um. No, slaughterhouses, they do that. You know, they, they put the animal down, they strip the hide, they dissect the organs, and then what they usually do is if it's like a commercial corporate-style slaughterhouse, they'll package everything on site, send it out to a where, and they'll send the sides, like say like the whole hide of beef, for instance, out to a another warehouse, which is called wholesale, where they'll package it and dissect it, and then they'll send it out to the certain stores that they use as distributors or excuse me, that they're used to, to distribute. I work on the latter part. Yeah. I, I work on the fucking grocery store segment where everything comes already broken down in the way we ordered it with the certain weight count and whatnot, whatever it is, poultry, fucking beef, pork. Usually, uh, we do have some game meat, but it already comes packaged and ground up and whatnot. So we don't handle that. One of the shops I did work at, the main guy would process deer that would come in for, uh, during hunting season, or people would have uh, special orders like a whole hog and shit. It was a straight up just just butcher shop. This is you know the whole fucking kind of store. But um, getting back to that uh, fucking, obviously Nate cooked up some bomb meals I have with you oh, know yeah. with our friends or whatever. So and but getting back to the point, fucking. You know, you guys are on the line. Obviously, it's it's a much faster pace. You know, you, you you don't have to really have the time to, you know, lay down like a homemade kind of meal. But I know Nate does, Matt. I'm sure you have or still do. Um, but, like, like, tips for as a line cook, like, like what's the biggest I – mean, obviously, the biggest difference. But I guess for you, I guess going to Nate first um, – uh, being on the line, I'm obviously fast paced. You know, you're in the fucking the environment that you're in. Like, give us, give give us the play by play, Keith Jackson. Okay, so like you know, a lot of it is like you know, you have to prepare your station for the shift. 
So a lot of that is like, you know, like people have heard like the phrase mise en place, and that basically just means everything in place. So you want everything like, you know, in an efficient manner, like you, so everything's easy to ex execute. A lot of home kitchens aren't going to have, you know, stuff like that. A lot of people, like, you know, take time to prepare everything. That's a big difference between, you know, line cooking and home cooking is having, like, everything ready to go. So everything is, like, easy to, like, get to and make quickly. What's uh, what's what's your favorite thing to do on the line uh, versus your favorite thing to do at home? Matt, you can chime in anytime you want. Um, just, like, having easy access to, like, you know, high-end equipment, honestly, because, like, I have, like, a charbroiler that, you know, I can throw something on there. It's done within five minutes. It's, uh, well, actually, yeah. as far as, like, do you have, like, certain recipes or, like, certain meals that you, in, like, thoroughly enjoy making at on the line or at home? Uh, like, for line cooking, like, I like being able to, like, you know, I like the uh, access to, like, getting stuff like pork belly, like, you know, good ribeye, you know, like, you know, high-quality meat in general. Do you like, know? Do you know yeah. where your? Uh, what's your? Do you know your distributor? Uh, not off the top of my head. I know Aaron goes through. I'm always curious about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like Aaron, like our head chef, like he uh, orders some pretty decent stuff. He's been in the you know restaurant industry for a long. Do time. Do you guys, uh, by chance, do you go through? And I know you just said that you don't know off the top of the head, but Blue Apron. Uh no. Are you familiar with them? I, I, I yeah, yeah. Cleveland. They're supposed to be top of the line. Um, I don't know if they do wholesale or retail yeah yeah i know they make like the I, I meal kits that you can order uh, i want to say mail. it's a mix of yeah. both but i want to say it's more re retail but i heard yeah. their shit's like pretty tip top um do you have uh once again do you have like a favorite to make at home like uh, do you have your like your own certain recipe and if you do how do you cook it like oh yeah yeah like uh I have like, a what, what's your different... what's your favorite to do like get, all right do you have, I, I like my most out the smoker like all right. like, yeah, you've been there for a couple of those occasions. Yeah, like the rib loin. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I like doing like uh, the ribeye roast. Like yeah, you've had that a couple times. Like I'll use the drippings to make gravy for mashed potatoes, and then we'll do like some other sides and stuff. Now is that a, a family recipe that you can divulge further into, or you're gonna have to kill all of us? It's something I, I've been mixing up for like a while. Like I, it's really nothing like super complicated. Like I'll you know try to find the best ribeye I can. I, I go by like you know quality of ingredients over like a recipe any day as far as like you know straight up cooking. What do like, you throw? What do you throw in the seasoning? Uh, it's you know uh, straight up like garlic, uh, peppercorn rub, something like that. Like something really simple. That's it. Yeah, the key to it is uh, letting it like uh, marinate overnight. Like you'll like rub down your roast and then let it sit for at least 12 <laughs> hours. That way everything kind of seep in and like, you know, like the flavor kind of gets in there. Helps brine it a little bit too. Uh, you haven't done a lot of seafood at home, have you? I have not. I mean, I'm a fan of like certain seafood, but I've never like, you know, been schooled like on a couple like it's, it's I've, I've been cooking more of it. Re, like especially over the last yeah. probably like a year or so because yeah. I, I have better access to it now I've, um, I've cooked a decent amount of seafood though like uh when i was working in Nagoya, we did a, a lot more of that sort of stuff like that's I, right i do like uh we that's did right. uh toyama tuna which is uh pan seared uh sesame tuna mm -hmm. we do uh swordfish uh sea bass scallops shrimp dude i was fucking yeah. real quick i was fucking watching a video uh, at the end of last night with my neighbor uh, it was a hundred forty-five dollar dinner in fucking Japan. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched watch like the hibachi grill. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, where yeah, the dudes yeah. like Bruce Lee with the fucking uh, the steaks and, and just or not the steak. The um, what is that? The fucking 
with the the flat metal the oh, scoop. Hep- oh the, yeah, the, the spatula. Jesus H Christ. <laughs> This fucking head cold is fucking kicking my oh hey, my dude. spatula. Duh. It's okay. It's okay. The metal spatula. Oh my god! I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> I can't believe I just fucking did that. Spatula. That's what got me. Yep. All right, we're well. That's uh, it's a nice show. No, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, Hibachi dude in fucking Japan. The guy was on point. Yeah, dude. Um, and it was just like little portions, small portions. And you could tell like um, the what was it? the greens and the seasoning and the type of seafood that the motherfucker had was oh, yeah. the best I can get. Probably fresh and I yeah, fresh like, off the boat that day. Like I like watching those because you actually see like how like a Japanese hibachi chef would do like fried rice. Like it's totally different, like the the American stack it. And I know that because like I used to work, I worked in Nagoya for like you know three odd years, you know, on and off, and I made fried rice all the time. It's like nothing like Japanese, like actual fried rice. Dude, uh, it it is so funny, like like American stir fry, Uh for instance. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know that's more like a. Is is that more Chinese or is that well? I yeah, yeah, I'd say so. Americanized Chinese, yeah, Chinese. It's so it's it really is so funny to me like, uh, watching someone like well well like Anthony Bourdain yeah yeah like and showing how like how the locals cook their cook their food mm, yeah 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 as a as compared to like just how American food is cooked like like on the general is it's the fucking funniest shit to me but no uh, I I've been doing a lot of I I at least plan to do more home cooking. This year, yeah, uh, I, I need to get a fucking stovetop burner and a couple yeah. other things. But. Like I literally just got like a sous vide machine over Christmas. I haven't had a chance to like bust it out, but like nice. I want I want to do some cool stuff with that. Like I came mostly up- like stocks and stuff. Like I have like beef fat that I get from work, and I can like turn that into like beef stock, and I can just like render all the fat in my sous vide machine if I want. I'm very curious anymore about how to do vegetables. Yeah, even yeah. more so than like cuts of, of meat or, or fish, um, like because I, I said after that uh, that rib roast that I did when I was uh, home for Christmas, and the two pork tenderloins that had it was garlic, salt, pepper, soy sauce, honey, Dijon, uh, a couple other things, and smother the fucking tenderloins in that. It's just I don't know like. I don't eat out that much. Like, go to like a uh, actually like you know a solid ass restaurant. Yeah, you know? yeah. I don't. I don't. Like, say, like I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'm to gonna do go that, out like, and spend fifty bucks on a fucking plate, yeah. maybe an entree and a, a glass or whatever. And cooking, it's it's kind of funny. I, I think I mentioned this before. Where cooking meat anymore is kind of boring to me. Mm-hmm. But, Cause I'm around it, like I'm. I'm honestly really fucking surprised I have not become vegan, or full blown. Excuse me, full blown vegetarian. Like being around it, like 35, 40 hours a week for the better part of four years. Yeah. You know, like Matt, I was just telling you, like <clears throat> you get the same kind of cuts all the fucking time. Like you get maybe a little variety here and there, but like seeing seeing the same kind of cut, like chicken breast and fucking. Strips and ribeyes and pork chops and blah, blah, blah. like not anything like there's no like specialty cuts like the closest thing you'll get is like a fucking skirt steak or some shit. 
like some game kind of shit. It gets boring after a while, and like, so I I think one of the things I want to do as far as home cooking is do vegetables. Like, yeah. And one of the th- one of the ones that I have found, I don't know if, as the kids say these days, it, it was a thing before. Thing prior to me doing it, but uh, turnips. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sweet potato, and beets. Roasted. Uh, put that shit if you got a toaster oven like I do. Uh, uh roast them in balsamic. Root vegetables. Are I covered. Really good I fucking like balsamic I, and honey. I actually. I coated them in. I coated them in fucking olive oil, pepper. I threw gar- uh, crushed up garlic cloves amongst the pan. Yeah, yeah. And I coated the pan in pepper. And I think I added. I think one time I added oregano, and coriander, and another time I added cumin. Okay. Just, just the fuck with like, it, if it's a recipe, I mean, please someone send it to me. But I just the way I do home cooking most of the time, like probably a solid seventy five percent, eighty percent is just like, oh let, let's try this. Yeah. Let's yeah. see how this goes well with this, and it, it's turned out a pretty solid success so far. As Dude. far as far as that route, <clears throat> I'm actually really happy because you know, X amount of years ago I couldn't cook for shit, or if I tried to do like a multi-base uh, meal like like a, a main serving in two sides, I'd be like oh, and not be able to keep track of it. Yeah. Now I'm able to do that, and it's fucking sweet. The only fucking main problem that I fucking have is the goddamn electrical circuits in this fucking building. As much as I fucking love this building, and I've fucking been here for X amount of time, fucking the electrical circuits are based out of the asshole of the 1800s, early 1900s. The electrical circuits, like if I fucking have my fucking toaster oven and my electrical scale with the radio on, and now it's winter, I got the fucking heaters on, the shit's gonna blow. And I gotta go fucking down the hall and pop it back on and hope for the best. It's kind of, like, as much as it's awesome, like, being here, it's fucking wicked annoying. And, but I, I should know by now. It, because last night it, it blew twice. And it blew that, the uh, fucking outlet straight ahead. I had I, I even had to turn the heater fucking down low. And it was it damn near ruined my meal. Because I threw it together fucking, I was baking Atlantic salmon that I uh, had uh, seasoning with. And I was doing uh, rice, three bean mix, and uh, sweet potato. I'm a sucker for sweet potatoes. Love them. Absolutely love them. C- cinnamon goes well. Cinnamon and sugar goes well. Brown sugar. Brown sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I threw cumin on them. Like, that's that's the other big, main big Indian spice. But shit worked out for me. I like it. And I'm actually, like, really happy that I'm doing it, so. Um. So you, know, I, I don't think we got like, we, we kind of danced around it. What's your favorite meal to cook at the restaurant? Uh, I did. I think I did restaurant. Like, what was it like pork belly tacos? I think that was it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, those, those are probably my favorite. I mean, it's pretty easy to cook. Like, I don't do like uh, like the smoking process in the pork belly. Like, we. Uh, How would you do it? Uh, if 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 it was up actually. Uh, do you do you have a way that you would do it if you had that opportunity? Like if you wanted to serve that? Um, I would smoke it with different woods. Like they use such hickory. as they use hickory for pretty much everything there. Okay, what would you use? Uh, I would use uh, cherry, a little bit of apple, and maybe a little bit of hickory. Okay. To that, to kind of give it a little bit more complex flavor. Take, 
And then instead of take like, the stage, Nate, yeah. tell us how you do it. So yeah, I do like that instead of uh, just like straight up hickory. Instead of doing, uh, they coat it in maple syrup. I do uh, like an apple cider vinegar rub, and then uh, let it like kind of like marinate in that before smoking it. And then I feel like I like the acidity a little bit more. Like we do a soy barbecue on there. I probably do like I make a barbecue sauce out of like a sour beer, kind of do like more like a vinegar sort of thing. Okay. Like a Carol, not Carolina. Like I'm trying to think like what style like like state style barbecue that's mostly like cider vinegar and stuff like that. Like, that is like uh like what was it? It was uh. Keep Devin. talking. I'm gonna look this up. There, there was a party that we went to one summer. It was like uh, your buddy Devin's, and uh, I brought that sour beer pulled pork. That was what that shit was? Yeah, yeah. The, the pork belly tacos are my favorite. Yeah. The absolute favorite thing on the menu at the Heights. And what was the cider-based barbecue? Yeah, yeah. They got, what, pickled peanuts on there? Yeah, yeah, the pickled peanuts are one of my favorite parts. And like, I won't do it like they do. Like, I'm, I'm not, like, a sucker for, like, the kimchi that they put on there, but, like, I'll throw, like, some of the area goat cheese. Yeah, the kimchi. I, yeah. I the kimchi, I wanted to try the pork. Carolina. Carol- oh, uh, hey, yeah. okay. Hey, I wasn't far off. Cool. Good, good thing. I guess I know my shit. <laughs> I don't know. Slaw on there? Pork belly with slaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've ever had that Carolina style. Like, that's kind of, like, what I was trying to go for, but, like, instead of doing, like, just, like, straight up, like, cider-based, I did, like, uh, the the sour beer or whatever, which had kind of, like, the malty flavor along with, like, uh, whatever sour was going on with it. And I think there was, like, a little bit of uh, apple cider vinegar in there, too. I think, I think when I was, like, smoking the roast, I, like, mopped it in cider vinegar. But, like, uh, the sauce I made, I know uh, it was uh, sour beer for the most part. I think it was, like, what was it? Rivertown, uh, their uh, sour red ale. That's what I used. And then I think a little bit of uh, Jack Daniels barbecue sauce mixed with that and uh, some uh, apple cider vinegar and then like some cayenne pepper and other spices. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I try to go for like a little bit like uh, like the cider vinegar kick along with like a little bit of spice. Hmm. That's, yeah, okay. Sounds delicious. Well, now that you said that, that was what that because I, I deeply remember that pulled pork platter that you fucking brought over, because this motherfucker, you ever tell you a story? So I was fucking, I was leaving to go take a road trip, and we're having my one of my good friends was having a last bash kind of thing, and we're all it's getting late in the night, and he was getting off work and shit. And we're all drunk and surly and whatnot, and we're talking about ordering food. This motherfucker rolls up with a fucking pulled pork platter. All he had was pulled pork and buns. He had, <laughs> I had like, some beer, no, too. I had some beer. Beer. <laughs> he had no fucking, like, veggies or a side or anything. He just pulled He's like... And then it was, like, me, him, I think, like, two or three other people just set, stood in the garage. I think Dan, Danny and Garrett were there. Yeah. Yeah. And fucking just bashed this motherfucking... <laughs> oh, dude, it was... Like, we're sitting, like, I was almost choking on it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's, that's a Carolina thing is, like, pulled pork and, and slaw, slaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of like a Carolina. The Carolina dog, because fucking yeah. Carolina dogs have fucking, got, they got slaw on them. You were saying fucking earlier about, like, uh, I, here, here's something disgusting. Uh, we used to go to the racetrack when I was a kid, and one of the best things, we were talking about, 
fries earlier. What what you like on fries? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ketchup and pickle relish. Pickle, no, pickle relish is good. I do them. I put them on a hot dog. You, you ever know? put them on fries? No, no, actually, I have not. They get wet as shit, but it's worth it. <laughs> Especially if you're a fat kid and you like licking your fingers. Isn't that like part of like animal style fries or whatever? Like they use like in their uh, one of the other special sauces, they put like relish in there. Who? Uh, in and out. In California. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. Like, they have the animal style that you can order in the secret menu. It's like, they smother it in cheese, yeah, their special sauce. I'm, I, yeah. I'm, <laughs> this, this, this is horrible to a mix. I know In-N-Out Burgers is the shit. I just never had it, because the one time I went there, I fucking ordered off the dollar menu, because I forgot where I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was so just, like, out of my mind, and I was just like, feeling cheap i'm like eh, i'm gonna get the dollar or whatever yeah, like the fresco junior or whatever the fuck it is yeah, and yeah. My, my dude we took separate orders he went to take a piss and i fucking made my order so I, i'm like ah we're just going to this burger i didn't even fucking it didn't even click i was like oh yeah this is in and out you should probably like have something that's like worth talking about yeah. <laughs> didn't even didn't even register at all and we walked out and he's like got this giant fucking massive whatever pound of Beef and grease and delicious horniness. <laughs> and fucking, I got this fucking, like, this wet fucking sponge of cheese in my hand. I'm just like, this sucks. And he's like, dude. That's what you got. He's like, you got the fucking dollar menu shit? I'm like, yeah, I love it. And he fucking, like, tapped me in the fucking shoulder, turned me around with his fucking index finger and pointed at the sign. <laughs> and I'm like, we're at, oh, get... I, yeah, let's just leave. <laughs> We're around the park. I'm like, God, I, I'm, oh, I was fucking embarrassed. But that was that was the first and last time I'll ever make my that mistake. But, but no, like, yeah. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that'll never happen again. But uh, as, as far as my whole home cooking thing, like I said, I I kind of do a mix and match. Like the only times I follow like certain recipes is when i you know cook for other people yeah like on, yeah. Like on purpose instead of just like oh we're gonna yeah, have no, I'll this always look up like recipes like i'll like you know like mess around with them a little bit yeah. here and there but like yeah usually like i'll like get like a, like a batch of recipes like ready to go i'll like, get start early in the morning get like everything prepped up ready to go like i've had to marinate something i'll do it the night before and but, yeah, it's all about preparation <laughs> it's pretty cool is like i I've, I've been able to cook for for friends like like uh my friend Devin and his wife Kelly they had me over it was a while ago I cooked uh, some cinnamon chicken and asparagus and a couple other things and they loved it because you know they don't get the get really the chance or they don't take the chance to you know cook their own meals and whatnot for various reasons I'm not dogging them but yeah, yeah. So, everyone, yeah everyone has different like you know things yeah no going it, on in life. but it was fucking tight because like it was I was like, hey, let me do this for you, and I fucking wanted to do it, and it turned out terrific. But hell yeah. But if I guess uh, in accordance to Scooter, uh, the fan who recommended this, I, I guess any like straightforward tips I'd have is you know keep your seasonings simple. Oh yeah. Don't overdo it. A lot. Of, uh, some people tell go, go quality over quantity. The the thing with meal, the thing with like meals of any sort is that. And I, I, I feel another tangent rant coming on now. <laughs> uh, 
I sometimes when people talk about meals, for instance, they make they overcomplicate things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not a meal, but a bloody like for a cocktail. A bloody mary is a fucking great example. You know, all the accoutrements. You don't need a fucking cheeseburger and three slabs of bacon and fucking six blobs of cheese and olives and what. Just fucking keep a shit simple. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely learned that uh, over the past like probably year or so. As far as as far as making meals, you know, like just keep it stupid simple. Cocktails are the same way. Uh, one of the things that actually has kind of helped is keep uh, watching the PBS cooking shows. Yeah, yeah. And it was the one chick, Lydia, the old Italian broad. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> she makes, like, these supposedly, like, complex meals the way people uh, describe them, but they're not. But, but I would say, uh, Nave, if you have, Matt, if you have any uh, suggestions for cooking, uh, mine's probably, keep it simple. Oh, yeah. Seasonings. The whole works. Keep it all simple. Keep it simple. Uh, prep the night before if you can. Or just like uh, if you know like what you need to make a certain dish or whatever, just like, you know, like get all your seasonings out. Like, you know, put them in like containers or whatever. Get like the exact amounts you need and like, you know, make, keep, make it easy for yourself. It shouldn't be like, you know, like horror to make yourself a meal. It should be fun. Well, I, 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 and I, I've, I've, definitely seen that like when that happens the worst is like holiday kind of shit oh yeah people freak the fuck out yeah. freak out yeah exactly just make it easy on yourself like do as much you know like preparation as you need it. to like you know ahead of time it'll definitely make things a lot less stressful sure but we're running a little bit late on this one ain't we oh uh, yeah no, we're, we're, All we're getting this good random now. ass fucking. Nothing wrong with having. that. Nothing wrong with that. But uh, I think I think we got to get to uh, grand finale. Oh, I've been waiting for this all night. Nay, I can see your fucking Woody poking through my desk. It's angry. That oh, that's my, <laughs> that's my name. Uh, actually, fucking real quick, uh, if I may, not to diffuse the situation. Started level two improv. Oh hell yeah! Last night. Went really well. It's everyone in my f- first group plus uh, some holdovers from from last semester. Uh, going pretty well. I, I think it's gonna. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens and hopefully be able to talk about it. But right on. that happened. But the cream of the crop, rise to the top. Don't eat pigs because the pig is like a cop. Motherfucking hewak fighting angry goats. I'm sure you folks at home, you listeners, can guess what happened. You ready for it? Oh. You sit in your chair. You ready? Ready? National champions. National fucking champions. Woo! They did it. They did it. The fucking Cinderella story of the season. Fuck Clemson. Fuck whatever Ohio State did. And the Chiefs and Mahomes and whatever fucking dumbass football. Insert the blank you want to throw in there. The Huack fighting angry goats. 
down 14 nothing in the fourth excuse me down 14 nothing in the first quarter to Motor City Bulldogs holy shit 21 unanswered points in the second half a late field goal by Motor City brought it close and a fourth and goal stand Dick Jones over the top sealed the fucking deal the HUAC fighting angry goats our national champions. That dick penetrated their defense. I can't believe it. I still can't believe it. I am. I I should be running around humping Matt's head right now, but I'm still in awe of what this team has accomplished this season. I'm fucking befuddled, bethrottled, taken aback, not even perturbed whatsoever. They did it. Fourteen and zero national champions of the DA conference. National champions of Division Eight. Uh, fortunately enough, fans, we were able to send a field correspondent, uh, Chad Feely, out to the game. I think he got. I think we got tape of the post game. Yes, we did. All right, we're gonna we're gonna play that clip. We're gonna send it out to that. All right, hit it, baby. We got Chad. Chad, that was a very spirited uh, excommunication you gave us. Very much appreciate that. I it sounds like motherfuckers having a good ass time. I can't blame him. Uh, time of his life. <sighs> but there you go, folks. Huac, fourteen and zero, inaugural season, Division Eight champions. Let's give it up for him, baby. That's it on the football, Nate. We're going to have to wait a while unless they come back for a second season. There's always hockey? 
Ah, that's up to you. Okay. You 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 choose. You know what, Nate? I'll delegate that to you. You choose the next team you want to follow. Okay. I'm going for the BC Bear Claws. That sounds like diabetes. <laughs> it's full of diabetes. I can. Sixty-three tell you. grams of sugar. I want to say at least half the team has diabetes, but they're doing pretty good from what I hear. Uh, they are a bit beat in the face. <laughs> but uh, folks, I I I think this this is a good point to send us off in the next episode. Oh yeah. Thank you for listening in. Everything has worked out beyond perfection this evening. Uh, gave you a little bit of this and that, what we promised you. you. You folks keep tuning in. We'll see what happens next. Keep sending those comments. Fucking uh, Moon Tower Podcast, Facebook page. Like us. Send us comments. Tell us what you want us to do. We'll be your show good daddy. 2018 Moon Tower on the Instagram European Union on the SoundCloud and the Twitter. Hit us up. Let's see what you think, folks. 2019 coming at you. Here we're out. The outgoing song. I don't know what it is. Neither I. Roll it out, baby. <laughs> <laughs>